The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, and everybody else. Because at the end of the day, Doc, who are you going to call? Uh, Ghostbusters? No, you're going to call the new Force Order. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now... Has Pop Don jiggled the mic? Yes, I was trying to adjust. Doc, how am I sounding right now? Am I echoing? No, you sound actually pretty good right now. Okay, good. Because you're looking fantastic and sounding yes, fantastic you, as sir. usual. You, Giving me a little bit of a chubby over here. Okay, sir. Yes, yes, yes. But I digress. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon. I am a professional wrestler. Multi-time champion in the galaxy far, far away. Current holder of four. Get ready, everybody. Here we go. Four championships in four different promotions at the same time. Your boy, a.k.a. Greeky Four Belts. Last night, I brought the Alpha and Omega Inevitable Tour to its next stop. And that was at, I was at Immortal Championship Wrestling. And Sean Carr and myself brought the motherfucking house down and tore it up had an amazing amazing match shout out to sean carr one of my favorite opponents the guy the guy should be signed sean carr, I, never, I, I never heard her ah pop uh anyhow but this isn't a wrestling podcast this is a star wars podcast and alongside with me for this lovely ride is a tall Angry, vindictive, malicious, pissed off Sith ghost. Hit him with a hey yo and introduce yourself, sir. 
Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. Thank you, Spiro. That was great. And then last, but certainly not least, it is the medical droid with the kung fu grip who's smarter than your average bear, sexier than your average porn star, but most importantly, quicker than your average married man because he steals your thunder before you even can spit it out. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder. And the man who had to pay for dinner when he went out with Hayden Christensen because his MasterCard got declined, Dr. Destroyo, <laughs> Alex Arroyo. That was probably one of your best ones, dude. I like that one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We were recording this on a Sunday. Our schedules this week was very hectic. And we decided to still give you guys a show. So if you're complaining about being late, tough shit. Uh, like it's, it's, in, it's not a period. Don't worry. <laughs> that's right. But a lot of news has dropped. So we're going to run by this really quick. First and foremost, um, actress Natasha Lou Bordizo has been casted as Sabine Wren in the Ahsoka series. And this has been confirmed. Doc, what do you think? Uh, so I saw this chick. She looks... A little Asian, I guess. Sabine is some could fall for that Asian persuasion. Um, I don't know who this chick is. I've never seen her. Never seen what she's been in. Um, but okay, I'm in. Whatever, you know. Uh, I think Disney's casting has been one of the bright spots of this whole, uh, you know, Disney Star Wars era. So I'll take it. Not your dog spot, not your liver spot, no, but a bright spot. Lips. Exactly, a bright spot. Well, speaking about bright spots, have you seen the cover of the New Empire magazine? I did see the cover of the New Empire magazine. We got not one, but dose, dose, Tamora Morrison covers, a.k.a. Boba Fett. We got one straight-up shot, which uh, may be the graphic. Actually, I think the second cover will be the graphic with the show this week. Um, first cover has got a straight-up shot of him from, like, the thighs up. And you can get a really good shot of his armor and his weapons that he has now. And his, minus uh, the cod piece. Minus the, my, yeah, it's all right. It's all good. Listen, sometimes cod pieces got to go the way of the 80s and get out of here. Shit happens. Um, but he's got his armor reminiscent that we saw at the last few episodes of The Mandalorian, where it's the matte finish, uh, you know, the, re, the, the reimagined Boba Fett with the black, uh, the black gimmick on the bottom. AKA this one right here that I'm working on over here. I've been working on forever, Pop, over here. You know, this is what Love I was going to sell you. I'm going to send to you over here, my friend. Um, Love it. Uh, so we got that cover, and then the second cover is actually one I like a little bit more. I, it, I don't know if it's actual photograph, but it may be. I, you, know, you know, clearly it's it's digitally rendered, but um, at some point, uh, somewhere around there, like the NASA moon landing. Anyway, exactly. It's uh, it's uh, Tamora Morrison as in his Boba Fett costume. You see that his the bats a back shot, not not those kind of back shots. Relax. Uh, <laughs> it's a shot of his back. <laughs> and in front of him is Jabba's palace, which is now his palace, I assume, right? Because he took it over from uh, from Bib, who took it over from Jabba. Um, and it's a really nice kind of 
sequence shot, you could see like the whole scenery of everything from uh, Tatooine over there. So seems like a lot of this is going to happen on Tatooine, this whole show. Uh, and I'm, I think I'm OK with that. I am as well. Um, are you uh, are you holding on? Because it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's it's gonna be bu- it's gonna be bumpy right, lady. No, uh, Shanzu, Shanzu Sanse, or whatever he says. Anyhow, Chao Chi, Latsu Santa. Hang on, lady, we go for a ride. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Is he nuts? You know what? Shorty, Latsu, Sasu Sase. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Hold on, lady. It gonna be bumpy ride. <laughs> Is he nuts? He no Nazi crazy. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right. What are we what are we what are we battling about? It's very simple. Spiro's wet dream allegedly has re-signed for three years with no. Lucasfilm. <laughs> That's right. The alleged rumors that it has not been confirmed by Star Wars yet, but her husband went to Twitter, giving her props and a shout out for signing an extension of three years. Kathleen Kennedy will be remaining on as the president of of, uh, Lucasfilm. Now, word on the street, word on the street and word at the local cantina is that even though she signed on for three years, she has no creative control and no more power. Meaning Your that she's power only- is a weak old man. <laughs> Your power is a weak old man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pop, um, that's. I heard someone address this as a window position, meaning that's what the Japanese corporations do when someone who's in a major position. A uh, high-ranking executive doesn't do a good job. Instead of them firing and bringing shame to the company and bringing shame uh, to the stock price, what they do is they give them a, an office and a window seat uh, so they can stare out their window all day long and don't really do nothing or anything. So this is what they're uh, uh, allegedly saying Kathleen will be doing for the next three years. So I don't know how true that is. Um but I'm fine with her staying on as long as Filoni has creative control with Favreau, then then we're in good hands. But yeah. there's a lot of fishy stuff going on right now, Doc. Um, uh, I, 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 well, before you move on to your segue, I want to touch upon the the, uh, the, the Kathleen Kennedy thing here. Um, you want to touch Kathy? Like, I know, I don't want to touch her. Uh, you know, we have an inside mole. I won't say who it is inside the Disney company. That, uh, moly, 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 moly. That... By the way, I realize that I have a large mole on my face. Where? <laughs> what? Where's that mole? <laughs> I didn't see one. I also realize the irony that I am myself a mole. No one would make that connection. Anyway, well done, old chap. Jolly good work. Yes, nice to mole you. Meet you. Nice to meet you, mole. Don't say mole. Stop. I said, Mo. Stop. Bye. Mo. 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 
Molly, 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 Molly. That has confirmed that that she is has resigned, um, and that her powers may be reduced. And also, the other thing is that we are probably not going to get a 2023 movie based on what he was saying, because they really have no plans for it. Because we know that the Patty Jenkins Rogue Rogue Squadron movie um, has kind of gotten a little bit pushed back from there, and it seems that she may even be completely detached from the uh, the the movie itself in general. Um, you know, citing potential creative differences, and that's what you know dragged off Colin uh, Trevorrow and dragged off Benny Hoffman Weiss and Lord and Miller and fucking Heckle and Jekyll and Lauren Hardy away from Disney and Star Wars prior to this. So uh, there may be a little bit of uh, truth to this rumor. It seems that this is what's happening. And then also hot on the heels of that rumor mill, speaking of movies, it also seems that the Ryan Johnson trilogy that we were promised that we were going to get at some point uh, may not be happening. And it's been four years we've been talking about this thing. And even more concerning, more concerning is the Taika Watiti, our friend Taika, He's also rumored to be having some creative differences with the uh, the House of the Mouse, specifically Cat 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 K over there, um, and his 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 movie may not be happening. So Pop, I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of fishy shit going on in the Star Wars universe right this second. Yeah, to say the least, um, it's weird. That Indiana Jones got pushed back a year after the rumors drop and all the negative feedback online about the storyline. Uh, it's also weird that Acolyte has been pushed back to summer production. It's weird that Patty Jenkins is now gone. It's shelved indefinitely. Ryan Johnson was shelved indefinitely, probably done. Rumors of Taika having issues with creative control, which was the same variable with both Ryan Johnson and Patty Jenkins. Um, the fact that this spot has been ran before with the other directors that you've mentioned, a laundry list of names. So I don't think well, there's ever that? Been, I don't think there's ever been a production where there wasn't an issue uh, with the micromanaging of Kathleen Kennedy and her team. Uh, they're being said that uh, Michelle, what's her name, Magwan or whatever her name is, Rajwan, is giving. No, she's uh, no. she was like uh, assistant to JJ. She got promoted oh, got like it. a year ago. She's hot, looking anyway. But um, nice. She's the one who's booing a lot of pushback, and I don't know, man. Look, sometimes when they smoke, there's fire. And uh, wise man once said that it can't be a coincidence because there's no such thing as coincidences or coincidences if you don't know what a coincidence is. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I mean. It's not a good look. It's not definitely not a good look that Disney Plus Day comes out and they didn't do anything. D23 D23 just dropped, I think Friday was it? D23? Uh, I believe so. And what did they and what did they show at D23? They showed the lightsaber that you yeah. can't buy. It's only going to be at the freaking Star Cruise. Yeah, and, and you can't even use it at the Star Cruiser. It, it's only for the people who actually walk around like the um which I what I read was that it's only for the characters and you can't even use it. You know, that's like having a 12-inch penis and not being able to use it. Doesn't make I have any sense. no idea what that feels like. I use my 12-inch oh. penis all the time. <laughs> Do you keep it in the freezer before you use it, Doc? Of course. I have to. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, um, this, whole, this whole thing is crazy. I, like, I, we have four movies that 
potentially are on the hook right now to not be made because of micromanaging and wishing they still gave her a contract. I don't understand that at all, man. It's like, you know, you, you got decent creators on this. You got Taika Waititi, who's known entity. You got Patty Jenkins. Yeah, Wonder Woman sucked the second one, but the first one was great. Hopefully the third one turns it around. Um, and losing people like Lord and Miller and Benny Hoff and Weiss and all these other really great directors and movie makers because of what? Because she wants to micromanage everything. She micromanaged the trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy. Look, look where that led us. Oh, absolutely. And uh, just a, just on a side note, I went to the theaters today for the first time since pre-COVID, and I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. And all I can tell you is that this was an amazing, amazing film, and possibly film of the year, but also a perfect film on how to re revitalize a franchise and tell a tremendous story that hits you in the feels it's the right blend of nostalgia and uh incorporating new aspects to keep the ip fresh and moving forward so in one movie uh paramount and uh ivan reitman's son jason reitman who wrote and directed the film did something that Disney couldn't do in three movies or even five movies. Five movies. Which is really, 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 really sad. Um, and the fact that now they're having issues with these potential future movies, it's even worse. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is all hearsay. Could be true, could not be true, but it kind of looks like it is true. I mean, we know the Patty Jenkins thing and the Ryan Johnson thing is true. The Taika thing is a, is a rumor. Um, we know the shows are coming out. Everything on the Milan, the Mando universe, the Filoni Favreau universe seems to be okay. Uh, the Acolyte's the only thing that's been pushed back. Um, no I, new. I'm okay with that. No new news other than that. But hey, we also have the reason why Star Wars Land has no Hoth and no Tatooine is because of Kathleen Kennedy, because she says there's more Star Wars moving forward than there is Star Wars from the past, which is. Mm-hmm. Total horseshit. Um, but here, on the bright side, right? Let's look at the big picture here. On the bright, on the bright side, side, yeah, you know, um, the Star Cruise, that Disney Star Cruise, that's only for the one percenters. <laughs> um, they are, you know, it's like, what is it, six grand for three nights or two nights uh, or whatever the case may by be. By the way, it's sold out for the first four months. They are going to, that, that actual Star Cruiser ship, that you're going to be staying on is going to be in the Hidden Republic in a couple of books. So High Repu- High yeah, the, the the Hidden Republic because no one talks about it. Yeah. The High Republic, yeah, yeah. Who gives a fuck? No one cares about the High Republic, honestly. Uh, a few people who are in the Star Wars YouTube universe who are a bunch of Hollywood typical. Let me paint by the numbers, stay within the lines. Let me Marks. be careful. So. So I can get likes and views and not really express my fucking feelings. Ms. Arx. Cream, cream for this shit. Uh, from what I understand, some of the books are great. But the overall, uh, it's very lackluster. Again, the media output, it's all uh, books and comics. People don't have time to read. They don't even have people time to wash their ass anymore. That's why we're in the predicament we're in. But I die. <laughs> People I die. have time to eat a bath, though, so we're alright. Exactly. It's called the 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 Halcyon H A L C I O N Star Cruiser. 
which is the ship slash hotel. It's going to be featured in multiple stories. And these stories are uh, Justina Ireland's High Republic Mission to Disaster. I think the whole thing is a mission to disaster. George Mann's High Republic, The Battle of Starlight. And Daniel Jose Older's Star Wars, The High Republic, Midnight Horizon. So to that, I got one thing to say. And I'm not even hating on the High Republic. It's just like, really? This is what you're working on? You have other characters. People want to see a Vader series. People want to see a Luke and Grogu series. People want to see what happens to Ezra. And uh, they want to see Ahsoka. They want to see uh, everything with Filoni and Favreau's touching. They want to see Crimson Dawn. They want to see Maul. They want to see all these characters that are already established and people are emotionally attached to. And you guys are doubling down on fucking High Republic that no one gives a crap about? Yeah, Come on double, now. What's the matter with you? Doubling down is not the word. That's exactly perfect fucking thing for it. It's like, come on, guys. They saw where the money's at. I would really love to see what their investor strategy is when it comes to this and how they're really billing this to the people who are, who are, who are pushing the pencil at Disney. Like, yeah, you know, we got this Favreau floaty thing that's really fucking killing it and selling, you know, units on Disney Plus. But we're going to dump everything into this High Republic shit, guys. You know, th- th- I think this is really where it's going to be at. It's not making any fucking money, but hey, you know, we're here. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't fucking get it. All I'm do- all I'm really happy is that the Favreau floaty stuff is still rolling. We still got Ahsoka stuff coming. A lot of rumors coming for that. We still got, you know, Book of Boba Fett is, two- is a month away, a month and a half away. Can't wait for that. Um... And then we got, you know, our friend Obi-Wan Kenobi on the back end over here, too. There was an interview recently with him. They had, uh, I can't remember who actually did it, but... Um, Enrico Palazzo. Enrico, Enrico Palazzo. That's not the umpire, Your Honor. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! They sat him. They sat uh, Ewan McGregor down to talk about his, you know, his career, his life, his uh, his involvement in other movies like Train Spotting, Train Spotting Two, and you know his stardom and who he was. And as he's sitting there, he's sporting, you know, the interview. I'll put the clip in a little while, but he's. So there's another character that you've had a chance to return to. <laughs> what did it feel like? Nicely done. That was nice. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> McGregor is reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars saga, this time for a TV series. He can't say much about it yet, but hey, it never hurts to ask. What did it feel like to uh, grow out the beard again, put on the cloaks again? I always have a beard if I'm not working, because I just like to be... I don't don't much enjoy shaving. But it's great, it's it's been great to come back to it. It's been really exciting. What did it feel like? Seriously, what did it feel like to put on the cloaks? There might not be cloaks. You can't even say that. <laughs> there may or may not be cloaks. I'm not saying anything. Oh uh, my goodness. But to come back to play him again, Obi-Wan Kenobi, has been absolutely brilliant. I'm really enjoying it. 
But it's not always easy to live in the Star Wars universe, where the fans can be a little intense, and even the most innocuous comment can set off an avalanche of speculation about what comes next. I mean, what's interesting is that for a while you had to sit on even saying that you were coming back. Yes. I mean, people have been asking you about this for almost two decades. That was annoying. And that was yeah. annoying. Every interview I ever did for, you know, years, people would say, well, Anna, is it tr are the rumors true? And I'd have to sort of, I'd have to lie. I'd have to say, well, you know, I don't know. I'd be happy to play him one day again. I'd have to just keep saying. It started looking like I was sort of asking Disney for a job. Like every interview I was asked, I'd go, well, I'd be happy to play him again, <laughs> you know. And it was just a way of like trying not to be dishonest, but at the same time, not telling the truth, I don't know. So it's gotta be quite a relief now, so it's nice. right? It's, the cat is out the bag. Sporting the, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi beard and you look at him, he's got the long hair and you're like, oh, here we are. He's full Obi-Wan Kenobi mode. And then the chick asked him about it. She's like, listen, you know, let's talk about it. You know, you got the beard. What's the what's the reason for the beard? He's like, oh, very funny. Um, but it's, it, you know, him talking about it, him speaking about Star Wars. It's it feels good to me. You want to know why? Because it seems that he wants to be back. It seems that he wants to do this. He wants to go back to Obi-Wan Kenobi and do it because people have been asking him for to almost 20 fucking years now when are you when when what's going to happen and i think they've given him a vehicle to be able to do that you know we're we're getting i read an article that said oh the fan service of vader again versus kenobi fuck that fan service about the bullshit man this is not fan service this is fucking lore this is history this is what this was alluded to at the at the at, in episode four when he says that i haven't felt a presence i have felt in a long time they had a meet at some point after the after the uh, the battle on musafar and we know that we've pieced that together. We've had hints. We've had you know drops about that. This is not fan service. This is history. So fuck your fan service bullshit, okay? You fucking marks out there, because this is what the real fans want to see, and this is what the real fans are going to get because the people who are doing Star Wars right now are going to give it to us. He's more machine than man now. How do you know that? Obi once once thought as you did. How oh, do you know really? that? Exactly. Exactly. But, hey, do you play Fortnite? I do not play Fortnite, no. Because in Boba Fett and Fennec Shan are coming to Fortnite in December. I saw that. So Fortnite gets these little uh, these little drops of various different crossover characters. They do a lot of Marvel stuff. They've done other characters in the world. I think they've done some Star Wars characters before. Um, but it seems that, you know, there's a commercial that came out with uh, Boba, with Fennec Shan sitting next to him. So we know we're at least getting Boba. Fennec Shan's a maybe, but she's holding some kind of like shield spell next to her. Everybody's assuming that she's going to be there as well. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's cool for the Fortnite kids. I don't know how many Fortnite kids are actually uh, uh, Star Wars fans. You know, I'm sure some of the older nerds are. But um, I think uh, I think the more crossover stuff that we have for Star Wars into uh, the main, you know, the more of the, the, I would say, mainstream other properties like video games and, and television and books and shit like that, I'm all for. Yeah, but... Uh, you know what? To, to 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 piggyback on that, in retrospect, in one aspect, yes. The other aspect, no. Remember, Rise of Skywalker came out, and they had something before where Palpatine made an announcement to the world that he's back. Yeah. And it only came through Fortnite. And if you didn't play Fortnite and you are like in the Fortnite world, you wouldn't known. So it's like, really, that's what you're fucking clinging on to. And like during Disney Plus Day, they were doing everything through Twitter. It's like, really? That's what you're doing? You know what I mean? Like, 
it's, it a just, dig, it's a it's a digital age, my friend. Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, it's a digital Crimson, age, my friend. The, the yeah, Crimson Rain, the comic story arc uh, that's coming out in December from Marvel. Uh, let me ask you something. Do you think that should incorporate and tell the how uh, complete the mall story? Let's say. Yeah, well, that's the uh, you know that's that's been kicking around the uh, the the uh, the internet this week that this should be the end of the mall story. They should put a nail in the coffin of Maul. This interaction that he's going to have with Kira about the Crimson Dawn and Crimson Rain and all this stuff like this. Um, that takes place when? Uh, After Empire. Empire. He's already Empire dead. Back, right? He's already dead. He died. He died before before New Hope. So then, how, how are they going to incorporate him into this? I don't understand. Well, they're saying that they're going to talk about the story about what how he how she got the power from him and how he ended up in Moraban and Re- on Rebels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think that should be the case. I, I think, you know, we, we need to fill in this chapter of Maul's history. Uh, and what better place to do it than here? You know, obviously I would want uh, live action. Movie. Or, or, or movie. Or, that would be TV great. show. Or TV show or cartoon. I even think Porno. that. What? Yep, okay. Um, but <laughs> no selling crap. The... Uh, you know the uh, the issues that Ray Park has had uh, over the last year or so are probably going to preclude that from happening. And Disney is a completely whitewashed company, and they're not going to want to deal with somebody who threw up some some pictures of his cock on Twitter or something like that when he was drunk and beat up his wife. I don't know, whatever he did, allegedly, allegedly. Um, so I think we're going to have to take what we can get with Mall right now. We had a lot of Mall. Um, I really, really, really wanted to finish the uh, the solo stuff, um, and if they kind of finish it in the comics uh, i'm not going to be so thrilled um because i think that's that's a better vehicle for the for the movies to see that um speaking about comics star course is gets its uh ooh. its legs back since 2022 they're going to start running co- uh, star wars comics which is I, weird because marvel owns com- star wars i mean uh disney owns marvel <laughs> I thought this was bullshit when I first saw this. So this, this so this is not setting a precedent. IDW, which is also an independent comic book company uh, that does a lot of Transformers and GI Joe stuff, also has like a, a four age four ages Star Wars comic that they do, um, which I guess clearly is licensed through Disney through Marvel. Um, but now Dark Horse, Dark Horse, which has produced hundreds of of of, Marvel, of uh, Star Wars comics, you know they they're the ones who took up the baton when when Marvel. Um, gave up their uh, their Star Wars license prior to Disney owning it, and we're doing Star Wars comics for the better part of potentially 15, 20 years almost, probably somewhere around there. They did a lot of really great things. They did the Dark Empire. They did all the um, the Connor Jack stuff with the uh, Emperor's Royal Guard. Um, they did a lot of the Kanan stuff. They did they did so much stuff um, along along those lines, and they really really like flourished that star wars universe when there was nothing really for us to look through um movie wise and they they picked up the ball and they did it most of that stuff's not canon now we know that but um you know i'm assuming going forward whatever dark horse stuff does right now is going to be canon which you know doesn't preclude the fact that they could potentially cherry pick stories that they've done in the past and try to bring aspects of that stuff into canon just like they did with um uh, grand armor throne speaking of throne uh, Throne Ascendancy, the third book in the new trilogy by Timothy Zahn, just dropped, and it confirmed previous hints that Throne joined the Empire. Your new Empire! Sorry. As part of a secret mission. 
for his people, the Chiss. Given Thrawn's likely future role on Disney Plus TV shows, this retcon could particularly be important. They're saying that Star Wars sets up a new Sith. Oh, sorry. Okay, Star Wars also sets up a new Sith super weapon in this book, uh, Thrawn Ascendancy, which suggests that there's an ancient Sith super weapon that still exists called a Star Flash. It's a device similar to a star killer base that draws the power of a star in order to protect the destructive energy beam. There are hints that the Chiss took the Star Flash from the Sith, who had who they had confronted millennia ago when the Sith Empire flourished in the unknown regions. Although Star Flash seems to be a single-use weapon, the Chist acquired two copies. They deployed one Star Flash, drawing the energy of the star, uh, the star their homeworld Chisla orbited. When it while it was effective, it left Chisla in the grips of an ice age, with the sun's energy output permanently reduced. The other has been kept by secret, or kept in secret by the Chiss, with only a handful knowing his existence, including Thrawn. So, with all that being said, you see any breadcrumbs forming here, Doc? Uh, you know, there's a little bit over there. I think whatever we're seeing here could potentially bleed into the Ahsoka series very, very easily with her trying to prevent him from, you know, organizing and activating this uh, the Sith weapon that they're hiding in the background there, which is going to blend in Ahsoka to the Sith to Thrawn. So it's quite possible that, that this is where we're coming from. So you're telling me it's over with you? It seems that this would be really, really over with me. Speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on this show called Who is Moreover? What it is, it's a segment where we use wrestling lingo, the word over, out of context, which is unnormal to what people with proper grammar usually use it for but in wrestling over means popular so we compare two aspects of star wars could be a person place thing doesn't matter and we see what you the fans think is over or more over with you most importantly what's more over with us so doc what's on the marquee tonight on the marquee tonight guys we have a little chick battle it is in one corner. Uh, my dearest wet dream, the woman that I think I would potentially give it all up for, my friend. The hottest, the meanest, the sexiest bounty hunter in the galaxy. My girl, your girl, the ever loving, me love you long time, Ming Na Wen playing Fennec Shand. Like you've just seen a ghost. You were dead. She was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine, as was I. But fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. In my case, Boba Fett was that fate. And I am now in his service. I want my armor back. It goes against the Mandalorian creed. The armor was given to my father, Django. By your forebears. 
In exchange, I guarantee the safety of the child, as well as your own. Versus in the other corner, a chick who's meh, so so hot, but still pretty cool, and may one day eventually get to the dark saber, and also that lightsaber that uh, Dinjarit has. <laughs> Her name is none other than Bo Katan. You do not cover your face. You are not Mandalorian. He's one of them. Dink Ferrick. One of what? I am Bo-Katan of Clan Kreez. I was born on Mandalore and fought in the Purge. I am the last of my line. And you are a child of the Watch. The Watch? Children of the Watch are a cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society. Their goal was to reestablish the ancient way. There is only one way. The way of the Mandalore. So, Doc, let's go to the polls real quick and see what these people think. We're going to the polls. All right, let's get all comments over here. On the Facebook. Ooh, it seems. Uh, 66 to 33%. Uh, Fennec Shand. More over. I found uh, Mignon Wen's, Wen's Instagram page this week. Man, let me tell you. That woman is so fucking hot. And it was her birthday this week. By the way, shout out. Happy birthday, Mignon Wen. I'm pretty sure. Oh, see this? Here she goes. Look, Mignon Wen. I just popped up right, right away on my thing. She has a 21-year-old daughter. Oh, dude. I'm 100% in. Look, looks just like her. Wow. Beautiful. Wow, wow, wee, wow. I just got my mig now went a little crazy. All right, here we go. Facebook, 60 to 40, Fennec Shand, moreover. All right. All right. Seems that everybody's got an Asian fetish. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send an email to newforceorderyahoo.com. And we'll, we'll pick said email and we'll read on the show. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Well, this week, this is guy said something on Twitter and I said it respond and the guy's name is Rob Rice. So he goes, What up, fellas and Greek God? Oh wow, well, you got a separate category, my friend. Guess so, because I'm the champ for you know for belt holding Greeky God over here. You know, you're not one of those fellas? No, I guess not. Um, because I'm a god. Uh longtime listener, first time emailer. About wow. a bobo here. So thank you for your email. Hopefully it's a good one. And keep emailing us every week. We'd appreciate it. Hope you're doing great. Now on to the matchup. When it comes to Bo versus Fennec, they're both great, but there's just something about Bo that makes me feel she's not to be trusted. But what woman truly can be trusted? <laughs> right, Doc? True that. With that said, since Fennec could gain Boba's trust, she's more over with me. Oh, what a swerve. Uh, thanks for the great show, guys. Stay great, Bobo. At the one true Bobo on Twitter. So he started off by building up Fennec, I mean, building up uh, Bo-Katan, and then does the swerve and goes with Fennec Shan. All right. Well, Spiro, what do you think is more over that's, for you? Bo that's, that's, like, that's like WCW booking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's a shock master. <laughs> so, uh, Spiro, what is more over, or who's more over for you? Bo-Katan uh, or Fennec Shan? So who's more over? Fennec Shan or Bo-Katan? 
you know, Mandalorian versus uh, half human, half cyborg, uh, you know, the one with the gutted plumbing who, you know, you can go to town and, you know, have fun with, without, you know, with zero worries of pregnancy, you know, um, you would think that that would be enough to give it to Fennec Shan, right? Uh, you know, Fennec Shan's a cool character. She's a character which uh, which uh, appeared on Mandalorian with with uh, great intrigue. Uh, she's a character that I'm sure many of us are looking forward to seeing her story unfold alongside Boba Fett when his show comes out. Fennec Shan is dope. Um, looking forward to seeing more of her. But Bo-Katan, you know, you know. She's the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, is she the is she the rightful heir to rule Mandalore? Well, you know, she thinks she is. She has supporters and followers who think she is. But the problem is, you know, she's got to go after Din Djarin or Din Djarin. How how are you fucking say that guy's name? She's got to fight him. Um, as of right now, I think that Bo-Katan's story is a little more exciting. Uh, you know, it's her story is the story that I'm looking a little more forward to. Um, yeah, you can't have as much fun with her because she could probably get fucking pregnant, you know, unlike Fennec Shan. But I think that Bo-Katan, I think it's going to be hard these days to, to pit anybody and go over uh, a Mandalorian these days i think it's 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 gonna be tough especially when you have the mandalorian you got the book of boba you got um you know the bad batch who are sort of i don't know test tube mandalorian babies you know what i'm saying uh was was jango fit mandalorian yes yes he was yes um I don't know, man. You know, I'm a little confused because Disney keeps on retconning shit and they keep explaining things and making things a little bit more confusing in the process. But Bo-Katan is more over with me. And that's that, brothers. Oh, you made a rhyme there. Yeah, yeah wow. That was great. Thanks, Spiro. That was great, too. Uh, Doc, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, buddy. All right. I'm going to pick... Um, both are great. Both are very pleasing on the eyes. But as far as character goes, I'm going to go Bo-Katan. Only because she had... I'm going had, with Okay, got it. Yeah. Because she, she is more layered as a character. We've seen her at part of Death Watch. Then we see her turn on Death Watch. We've seen her lead Mandalore and help um, free Mandalore. But we also see her with, uh, and Rebels with uh, uh, Sabine. And then obviously her being the sister of Satine. Um, and now we see her on Mandalorian and we don't know what side she's playing on. So she, you could say she's like the Paul Orndorff of fucking <laughs> Star Wars. She's always flip-flopping back and forth. Um, Fennec, in my opinion, is a great character. But she's only been an assassin. So we haven't got enough for her yet. If we had enough, 
Fennec to compare as far as stories and appearances as much as we did Bo. And they multi-layered her, I'd probably go with Fennec. But right now, I'm going with Bo. Because Bo knows. Bo knows. Okay, so. Um, while in general in my life, really not attracted to Asian chicks. I got to be honest. You know, there's not very many that I like. You know, they really do it for me. But let me tell you, that Migna when at, at age, how, how old is she now? We said, what, 50-something? Something. 50-something. Like, like mid-50s, right? Ridiculous. Sure. She's got a 21-year-old daughter running around over there. Um, is wah wah wee wah okay? Um, I, I'd be interested to see this conversation that we would have in a year and a half, two years maybe, when we've gotten the Book of Boba Fett series, you know, season one out of the way. We see Fennec in that, and when we got Mando season three, where you know clearly Bo-Katan's going to be part of that. I would love to see what this conversation is going to have. Maybe we'll do a you know a special revisit. Who's moreover to see who do you think at that point is moreover? I see what you're saying about the layers of um, of Fennec Shan and uh, and Bo-Katan. I get it. I understand. And I, and it's I understand. like an onion. Onions like have an layers. Onion. Ogres yeah. have layers. Ogres have layers. Um, I, I I agree with it to a certain extent, um, but I think Fennec has really put in a lot of time in a short amount of space. We saw her in Mando season one. She was badass. You know, she was picking them off at the, at the pass over there with the. Uh, with those uh, Tuscan Raiders over there. Um, and then pops up again after she gets eviscerated and saved by, by none other than Boba Fett. And then, you know, aligns her, her allegiances with him because he saved her ass. Um, and we see her get down inside the uh, Mo Gideon ship over there and, uh, and really bring it home. Um, her scenes with Cara Dune were great as well. You know, they really had a lot of girl, girl power stuff going on there, which I'm going to miss. Um, so it's kind of tough for me because, you know, Bo-Katan's good. She's a strong leader. She's a strong character. She's very in- innovative in the, in the Star Wars universe when it comes to, to characters, but so is Fennec Shand. So it's going to boil down to me, who would I rather see in a bikini? Um, and once again, I said, I'm really not into Asian chicks, but Ming-Na Wen, man, she's in a different, on, on a level on her own. Normally, I'll vote for the white girls, as we know. Um, but not this time. Not this time, Dr. Jones. It's going to be Fennec Shan for me. <laughs> the like win. For the win. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. You can send your email to newforceorder.com. Um, Yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Oh, what I, oh, newforceorder at yahoo.com. Sorry about that. Yeah. That was our, that defunct, our defunct website over there. Um, someone said something about Star Wars recently, and it made me go, hmm. So I just want to bring it to your attention get your take on it. Please. Why do you think Boba Fett hates Han Solo so much? Why do I think Boba Fett hates Han Solo so much? Does he really hate Han Solo? Do we have confirmation that he hates Han Solo? Well, there's there's some there's there's some animosity between the two, or some form of competitiveness. Maybe one stole another person's bounty. Who knows? But the person said that in the movie Solo, where Tobias Beckett gets recognized by Lando and says you killed Aura Singh and he goes no I pushed her off a cliff the fall killed her Yeah, uh, that was put there intentionally not just to pop the crowd as a easter egg because of the name because at the end of the movie he tells uh, Solo to go to Tatooine to go find Jabba and go work for Jabba mm-hmm. so you can see you so Boba works for Jabba, and then Han Solo comes in and says, hey, I'm here, Tobias Beckett sent me, I'm his replacement, 
because I killed him. And he starts working for Jabba. And then Tobias killed Aurora Singh. Aurora Singh helped raise Boba. So there's the connection where Boba has animosity towards Han because of him. We saw how angry he got when he, his with to Mace Windu because Mace Windu killed his father. So now Tobias kills the person that raised him mm. or helped raise him in the bounty life. So this might be some 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 ties of connection there. What you think? Well, I mean, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So if if Han Solo actually killed Tobias Beckett and he tells Jabba that he did. Why wouldn't Boba be like, oh, okay, cool, man. That's awesome. Thanks. I need I needed to do that, but you knocked it off my bucket list. Or is Boba just pissed off that he's the one who didn't get to kill Tobias Beckett? That works maybe, too. Maybe his animosity towards Han Solo is that he's he's the one who got in his way and prevented him from doing what he has to do, uh, what he needed to do to kill his, you know, surrogate mother. Um, I think the story works a little bit better than that because uh, you know, if someone rolls into my to my spot and be like, oh. I just killed the dude that killed your mother. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Thanks, appreciate that. I'm not gonna really hate on that guy. Um, but if he's pissed off because he he had plans to do that, and maybe Solo somehow, in some way, foiled those plans by doing something, you know, from a certain point of view, that may be the the true issue that he has with him. Ah, see what you did there. Well played. Oh, look at that. We got an impromptu from a certain point of view. Well, Doc, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, there's a couple of things here. Hold on a second here. I just want to go to the uh, to the Instagram. There was a few things that popped up on. We may have talked about the already. It's quite possible. Um, oh, there are a few more things I want to talk about. Pop, uh, one of them, I'm going to throw to Spiro. It's uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic expansion Legacy of the Sith comes out December 14th. My friend, please give us your opinion on this. December 14th, be there or be square. Um, that date is marked on my calendar because if you leave it up to my mental note, it, it'll, I'll, I'll probably fail and that day will come and go and, and I would have forgotten about it. But I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what this new combat system is going to be. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, story-wise, I'm excited for it as well. Um, supposedly this builds on 10 years of our decision making as you all know whether you start off on the light side or the dark side Sith Jedi bounty hunter trooper um, imperial agent whatever the fuck uh you you know your your affiliation changes it it could change you know you can start off on the light side and end up on the dark side you can start off on the dark side and end up on the light side so I'm curious, you know, and as a guy who has created multiple characters because I want to see how this shit plays out in every different possible way, unfortunately, that was, you know, not not really logical, you know, to, to do since I, I have a life and I'm not trying to be negative towards people that, you know, game 24-7. Um, if I could, I would, and thank God I fucking can't. But, um... Yeah, man. Uh, I'm looking to see what what my past decisions in this game uh, have led up to, and that's what this is about, right? So I'm super excited for this, but I'm also super excited to see where they go from this. Like I said before, I feel that at some point, maybe it's time to close the book on the old Republic. I mean, there's still stories to tell. 
still there are still other characters that they haven't quite touched yet. Um, you know, we've seen them here and there, uh, secondary characters and all that, uh, who have their own backstories. But I think it's time that they get this up to speed and they get it to, I think they should take us to Darth Bane and pretty much end the old Republic on Darth Bane. Like I said before, I love Malgus, but I think that we've gone to that well way too many times. Um, you know, let's, let's just do away with, with Malgus, kill him off, you know, and, uh, set us up to, I think that the next chapter should be either the end of this chapter or the next chapter should be, uh, Darth Bane and, um, you know, the end of the Sith, the end of the old Republic. Maybe they can start on a new MMORPG that takes place during the High Republic, you know, and we can get into characters like um, Yoda and other characters, you know, that are being made famous now via novels and comics. Um, I would love an MMORPG of this style to take also place during Order 66. That would be fucking awesome. But uh, that's that, guys. You know, man, I'm super excited. Can't wait. December 14th. Look for me to do something. I don't know what. I don't know if I'm going to have a video with fucking gameplay or if I'm just going to talk like I'm doing here. But, you know, something, something's going to come your way. Just look for it. Stay tuned. And info for life, motherfuckers. And the other article, Spiro, is Star Wars The Old Republic Interview, chatting with Charles Boyd on the legacy of the Sith expansion. Yo, Charles Boyd, man. Charles Boyd is pretty much one of us, man. He's one of the guys. And, um, you know, I've been playing this game for since, since day one, on and off. And I just reinstalled it a few days ago. I fired it up. Um, and... I'm telling you, man, I, I gotta stay, I, I either gotta stay away from the computer or I'm gonna have to uninstall it because it's like crack, man. But Charles Boyd's been doing a great job. And, you know, one of the reasons why he's been doing a great job is, and the takeaway from this whole interview is this. He's one of us. He fucking, he's a fucking Star Wars geek. He eats, sleeps, breathes Star Wars. Okay. Um, so who better to do this job? It's like, he's like the fucking John Favreau, David Filoni of fucking Star Wars gaming. So no wonder, you know, this game's been going for, for this long, an MMORPG to last this long. The fact that it's Star Wars aside for any MMORPG to last as long as this one has, there's a reason, you know, and he's involved in the writing of the storylines. The fucking storylines are fucking great. Why this guy hasn't been tapped to give his input into a series or a movie is beyond me. They should talk to this guy. Um, I don't know, man. I'm super excited. I gotta wait another three or so weeks for the legacy of the Sith to drop. I'm definitely gonna, if there's a way to have it on automatic download, I'll set that up for that, but. I'll check it out, man. Um, there's no way that I'm going to be able to catch up story-wise to Legacy of the Sith because I haven't been playing regularly, but I'm just going to go skip those other chapters prior that I missed, and I'm just going to go straight to it. 
and I'll give you guys an early reaction or review to it um, when that happens. But uh, in Chris Boyd, I trust, and I hope that these guys continue to work on this. I hope he continues to be the man that guides this shit, that guides this ship. Um, and in Boyd, I trust, you know? We talked about the chick for Sabine. Oh, Snoop Dogg and Star Wars. Did you see that little clip I sent you? No. Of Snoop Dogg. You laughed at it. Did it I? Was like a, yeah, it was like a you know two-minute clip. I'll, I'll put it. I'll insert it right now. It's like a 30-second clip. Was that of, was that from his music video? No, it was from a different one, I think. Um, Barton. <laughs> What's your problem? He doesn't like you. I don't like him. This little one's not worth the effort. I don't like you either. Well, I don't like you either, fool. Oh, you want some? Step up. Oh, I get it. Yeah, we was at the bar instead of Obi-Wan. It was him yes. chopping. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was him. And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this here for you. It was it was a meme that was coming across the interwebs this 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 uh, this week that says uh when it was from um what's that show with uh the initial show with Brian Cranston with uh that kid Freddie Freddie something I don't remember what is his uh Malcolm in the Middle it says when my kids ask if they can watch those Star Wars movies son you know once you start there's no going back I know. This means total commitment. Once you begin the path, there is no leaving the path. Are you sure you're ready for that? I mean, really ready? I guess so. <laughs> I popped for that. It was great. Definitely. 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 Brian Cranston at his best. All right. Well, let's take it home. All right. Well, it's been real. Uh, you can find us at newforceorder at yahoo.com you can find us collectively at new force order facebook official new force order on instagram i'm fucking up all the social media platforms. yeah you, you stop you're getting fucking you know you you fucked it up it's official new force order on facebook new force order on instagram at nfo underscore podcast on twitter and i hope you took out the trash stock before she kicks your ass um new force order at yahoo.com all right. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to entertain you. I know this was a short one, but it was an effective one. So we call this episode <laughs> the Doc what she episode. Said. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we never try to get ourselves over on, on Star Wars or on behalf of Star Wars. We want to get Star Wars more over with you. Hopefully we did so. Um, so with all that being said, we'll see you guys next week. And if we don't give you uh, an episode before happy before Thanksgiving, have a happy and healthy Thanksgiving with all you guys out there to your friends and your families. Go get stuffed and, uh, and fuck eat. off. And eat. Exactly. This has been another exciting episode of the New Force Order Life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the... New Force Order.